Welcome, welcome my friends to the Beggars and Brawlies podcast. This is episode number 12, recorded March the 1st of 2021, on the eve of the rebirth of my baby and namesake of this podcast, Beggars Rebellion. Today on the show, the long road to that rebirth, plus how to get the book for free. So it's a time for reflection for me. I'm approaching two decade marks in my writing career. The first one of those is 10 years writing, which is crazy to say because I have not spent 10 years doing anything in my life. And I'm also approaching 10 books written, which of Wealth and Ruin, which is the sequel to Daughter of Flood and Fury is going to be my ninth book ever. Uh, <laughs> ask me sometime for the full list. It's crazy to write them out and think I've written nine books. You know, and there's some side projects in there and a couple novellas and whatever. But I'm approaching that 10 books written, and I don't know if Malcolm Gladwell has any kind of opinions on how many books you need to write to become a master. <laughs> My idol, Brandon Sanderson, wrote 13 before he published one, although the one he published was, I think, the ninth that he'd written. But it feels momentous somehow, and I'm enjoying a lot writing this ninth book, and it's made me reflect on how much my process has changed. That first book that I wrote, uh, took me a year and beggar's rebellion which was the third book that i wrote um, which is my book baby coming out soon again took me i don't know like i think i wrote it in 15 months and then i revised it what like six times one of those revisions i deleted fully half of the chapters i rewrote ella's point of view entirely um it was wild i worked on that book for so long that was the one where i dug in my heels and i said i am learning how to write a good book with this no matter how long it takes and I'm proud of what it turned out to be, but man, it was a lot of work compared to Witch of Wealth and Ruin. Like I said, it's going to be 40 working days and I'm going to have a first draft of it and, you know, probably 60 working days and voila, there'll be a book on Amazon. So that's a big change from what it used to be. And if I ever achieve this dream of making enough in my writing to quit the fruit job, that means four books a year, which is exciting to me because I have so many stories I want to tell and I absolutely love doing it that, you know, I'd love to have more time and probably I'll just keep getting faster. Who knows? Maybe I'll be one of these book a month people. <laughs> that sounds pretty wild though. If nothing else, I'd have to stop narrating the audiobooks because I it'd take me eight days to read the thing out loud. So anyway, another part of the process that's changed for me is, and that's made it faster, is going from giving the book to friends and waiting for them to read it over the course of a couple months and give me feedback, to just feeling like I don't have time for that, paying professional editors, having them turn it around in a couple of weeks, and getting this really high quality feedback. That was one of the things that really held back Beggar's Rebellion, and one of the reasons that I did the last couple of revisions is that I published it before it was ready. This was the first book that I really tried to publish as an independent publisher, and yeah, I didn't proofread it, and it could have used another editing pass, and that hurt it a lot. It did become a finalist in the biggest contest in indie fantasy, the self-published fantasy blog-off, but every professional review of it noted this thing has typos, there are a couple of plot holes, a character appears who was dead last chapter... I mean, it was pretty painful. So if any of you have read that version, and bless your soul for still being here and listening to me, uh, that is now fixed. I fixed it last May, but uh, Athon, the people who are putting it out again tomorrow, um, gave it another round of edits, so this thing is clean, finally. The heart of the story is the same. I reworked the ending some, so 
Uh, I think the ending is hookier now, and hopefully... It's so crazy, because I don't even know what to tell people based on the draft that they read, because I've continued changing elements of the story. People who died live again. I've cleaned it up. I've changed the ending. (laughs) Like I said, this book has been on a journey, and I kind of doubt that many of my books from here forward will go on that long of a journey, because... I don't know, maybe I just know more about what I'm doing, or maybe I just think I do. But that is coming out tomorrow, or probably today, or probably months or years ago as you listen to this, March 2nd, 2021. I'm excited to see it in print, and it's very strange to have my hands off of this process, but that's what being a traditional author means. One of the things it also means is that there is a professional narrator doing the audiobook. So much as I'm sure you love my voice, <laughs> and you probably listened to those sample chapters I released in January of Daughter in Flood and Fury, of me narrating the book, uh, it's been really awesome to hear TJ Clark do it. He's a professional narrator and actor, um, and, you know, I'm just not a professional. So for those of you who like listening to your books, and I assume that's most of you if you're listening to this podcast... The audiobook is there. It's ready to go right now. There's a link to it in the liner notes. So in the beginning, I promised a free book, and I am not joking. (laughs) I have what we call advanced reader copies of Beggar's Rebellion, and that's a copy that I provide for free to anyone who's interested in leaving a review. Because of Amazon's terms of service, I can't say you have to. It's not a payment for getting the book. You can read it and not like it or not finish it because life got in the way, and there's no repercussions. You don't have to review it. But if you're interested in reviewing... I have free copies available. For anyone who likes to review books, I'm always happy to provide those reader copies for free. Uh, As long as you leave reviews and show me that you've left reviews, I'll just keep giving them to you. So I have ebook copies of Beggar's Rebellion, and I'm waiting to hear from the publisher. I should have some audiobook copies as well. So if you'd like to listen to that professionally narrated version and leave a review on Audible, those, you know, reviews are just worth gold to us authors because they show that people have read it and liked it. It's that social proof that we need so that people who are looking at books can say, okay, this one probably doesn't suck. (laughs) At least some people thought it didn't suck. So I'm happy to provide those copies if you're interested in reviewing. If you're not, just go and buy it and enjoy it in ebook or audio. There's links to both of those in the liner notes. I'm proud of this book. It's the first in a series. The other books will all get the same treatment. They're going to have that that final professional edit done as well as have TJ Clark narrate them. So I'm excited to see how the whole series turns out, to listen to it, to check out the books. Um, Like I said, my hands have been kind of off on this one, so it's kind of crazy, but it's also kind of nice to have my own book delivered to me in a package with a bow that someone else wrapped. So work on the other series continues apace. I am 110% of the way done with... (laughs) Witch of Wealth and Ruin, and what I mean by that is that I plan for this book to be 85,000 words, and actually, to be honest, I planned for it to be 65,000 words because I knew that I always go over my word count limit, so I thought, plan 65, write 85, everybody's happy. (laughs) I'm at 95 as of today, and I'm sure I'll break 100 before it's done, so (laughs) that's why I say that I'm 110% of the way through that first draft. But, you know, I'm enjoying it, and the story's got to be how long it's got to be. And anyway, we're epic fantasy readers. We like those long books. Uh, 85 is kind of short for epic fantasy, so, you know, I'll cut some of it because I like these stories to be tight and fast-paced, but it'll still end up longer than Daughter of Flood and Fury, I'm sure. The audiobook is on its way as well. I haven't started recording it, of course, because I haven't gotten my edits done on the actual ebook version, but I have a cover for it, so I'll say that's at 5%. And book number three in the series, 
is also somewhere in that 5% range, which means that I've got a fair amount of it planned because these ideas just keep coming to me as I write the books that come before it. And I actually wanted your help on this one. So one of the things that I need to do upfront is I need to get covers made for it. And it turns out if you want a cover, you need to have a title picked out. <laughs> and as you may know, I hate picking out titles. So after a lot of hemming and hawing and uh, difficulty and staring at words and making word salad, I came up with two titles for the book and I'm really stuck between them. So I thought I'd throw it out to you. Um, if you're listening to this anytime in March, I think this feedback will still be useful. So there's a link in the liner notes to a poll. Just click on it and click which book you want. It's really easy or click which title you want. So the two titles I've come up with, as you know, book one is Daughter of Flood and Fury. Book two is Witch of Wealth and Ruin. And book three could be Queen of Blood and Blasphemy or Queen of Blood and Vengeance. So which one of those two rings true to you? Which is the book that you really want to read? The Queen of Blood and Blasphemy or The Queen of Blood and Vengeance? So if you have an opinion, click that poll. Let me know. Super easy. Love to hear from you. And in my own reading, since the last podcast, I discovered Kindle Unlimited, which is very funny because my books have been in it for years, but I have never been a KU user. Uh, and it means that you can just try a bunch of books. <laughs> and if you aren't totally enthralled by them, go on to the next one, man. You didn't invest anything in it. So that's been literally liberating. And I did try a bunch of books and I'm still trying a bunch of books, but I ended up sticking with Dragon Mage by M.L. Spencer. And I thought it was great. It's got a main character who I think is autistic, but this is in a fantasy world where they don't have a term for that. And it reminded me, he reminded me in a lot of ways of uh, the main character in Kel Cade's King's Dark Tidings, who also has the same kind of perspective on the world. And it's just, you know, this is the unique uh, view on the world. And it's cool to have that unique view come on a fantasy setting. And it's just cool to read diverse points of view. You know, I think we get stuck in our particular modes of the very capable hero or the farm boy or whatever. You're familiar with fantasy tropes and it's cool to see people breaking out of that in a fundamental way in their in their point of view and doing it well. So I totally recommend the book if you like what I'd call classic epic fantasy, but with that twist, um, Dragon Mage by Elmo Spencer it was great. Uh, so with that, I'm back to finishing up Witch of Wealth and Ruin. <laughs> the words keep pouring out of me. It's cool that my process is getting faster. Um, I hope that it means that I bring you more books every year. I have no intention of quitting. So in the meantime, I hope this podcast finds you well and reading good books, whatever they are. Uh, check mine out when you get a chance. Let me know if you want a review copy. And like I said, I may have some audio review copies. And as always, read on, my friends. For more information on Levi Jacobs and his books, including the award-winning Tide Collar Chronicles, please visit www.levijacobs.com or for a free audiobook only available to podcast listeners go to www.levijacobs.com/free thanks for listening and read on <laughs>